2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
3: Well, let's go. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Nation Radio. More importantly, the Steelers Blitz simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. You're hearing the drop. That means it's only one thing. It's noon. This is Darn Time, and it's time for us to take you around this here journey. It's going to be a fun one today too, because uh, it's a Motos Wednesday, which means I do it the way I want to do it.
0: So we're going to sing the Here We Go song right now.
3: We're going to sing first. <laughs> and after that, we're not doing nothing for us today. I'm actually going to just take the rest of the, the show off. Because it's the most host Wednesday, and that's how I want to host today, because it's a pregame show. all just right. play
0: the hype song that's it. on loop for two We're hours. We're going to drop
3: that in the first segment and then just rerun it for the rest of the day. All right? I want it on loop all the way up until kickoff, okay? That's the thing today. That's the vibe for the day because it's the most host Wednesday. But, no, in all seriousness, though, man, we are going to have the full gamut like we always do, man. We'll talk to Brian Batco next segment, man, get his thoughts, predictions, see if he can... Hopefully, have something in our favor this week. I tell you what. We shall see, though. He's been, uh, we shall he's see. been hot
1: and
0: cold this season, we so. We shall far. see.
3: Man, got some five star matches we definitely got to talk about as well, man. Some key things, man, for this uh, particular Thursday matchup. And uh, obviously, we're going to have to have your thoughts, your predictions as well, man. So we're going to definitely look for your participation. And the best way to do that is on the twitter.com at body 52 body, And at Wesley Euler. The good air. My man, how we living today, though, bro? What's the the word, man? It's the penultimate to game day, huh?
0: Can we talk about the duality of living today? I don't want to. (laughs) And that's the show. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday.
1: I'm not doing anything. It's over. I'm going home.
0: I'm happy because, you know, we got the game tomorrow. Uh I got family coming to town tonight, which is always exciting. It's just, you know, it's November. We're entering that stretch of the year where it's all happening. I like how you
3: said it's November. Like, we've been here for a couple of days. It's literally the first day of November, It's bro. November. It's the first day of November. We
0: don't ask how. We ask how many.
3: It's only been one day of it. Not even a whole 24 hours. We do ask of chat, how man. many.
0: We just ask how. Yeah.
3: Like, we just got in this thing. Like, just. <laughs>
0: So, you know, Halloween was last night. We had a great time. I saw you dressed up as Spider-Man with the little man. You I'm saying? I had to have group with
3: me. Had to have the gang with me. You guys
0: were having some fun. We were having some fun. And then I woke up this morning to snow. Mm-hmm. Say it ain't so. What's wrong with a little snow, man? I just wasn't ready. Why not? A lot like Kevin Hart. I wasn't ready. <laughs> See? It was like 60 degrees earlier this week.
3: Where do you live at?
0: <laughs> the same place you live.
3: Which part of the country Western do you live in? Western
0: Pennsylvania.
3: No, no, no. But wh- which region? Is this the south? Is this the west? Now, see, you open up an interesting debate the there. North? No, I'm, it's so, the north. No. It's the north. It's the it's, northeast. It's above the Mason-Dixon. Yeah, it's, it's the, nor- the north. It's the northeast. Right? Yeah. So you know the climate is cold. You know that there is a possibility in November, December, Burr. January, February, you gonna get cold, man. So I don't know why y'all be trying to play with it, man. Burr. That's like this offense. Don't be coming in here on Thursday, me, man. I expect us to score thirty last night over the Titans. Why? You know where you live at. You know what this offense is, man.
0: <laughs> but I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm fired up. Motos Wednesday. Plenty on the docket for today. It is weird. Today's show and Friday's show become yeah. very easy. Very true. But then what do we do next? We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I say, man, you're such an overthinker, bro. We'll cross that bridge when we get to Jeez. it. We'll just do show me the money the whole day on, on Monday.
3: I just like how it's a Motosouls Wednesday.
0: I'm already trying to plan out I'm the just future. like, bro. Yeah, you're right. I
1: just got to put my feet up. I'm
0: working way too hard. In fact. Right,
1: I'm going to hey, put look, my look, feet look, up man. here. Hey, right. hey, if you want to take it, it's a Motosouls a Wednesday. You can rock out and I get it on Friday, bro. <laughs> My dog is like, yo, what are we going to do? It? This thing, what about that thing? About? Y'all can see who's the big thinker, who's I the be, big player there, who, who, who who be in no meetings with them these, suits. These y'all sh- can tell who, who rides on the team playing and who does not ride on the team play. That segment right there, ladies and gentlemen, should let y'all know, all right? These short
0: these short <laughs> weeks have me, have me scratching. Throw, every, da- throw everything <laughs> off, got me scratched up
1: in here. I say, yo, how we doing? My dog, they gave you the whole, hey, bro, we got to work on next Monday. I'm like, bro, we ain't got to that game yet (laughs) realize that's still five days uh, next next monday (laughs) bro we at the top of the hour (laughs) ah the duality of man i love it but that's what we bounce each other out man that's why we bounce each other out so it's it's beautiful man it is beautiful but uh (laughs) but with that being the case though man
3: (sighs) great opportunity tomorrow big time I mean, when you look at them on tape, man, it's a great opportunity, right? Great opportunity. Um, A little bit about the Titans, obviously we know. They are coming off of a victorious performance, man, something that we did not do this past week. And they had their young quarterback uh, mm. make some plays out there, man, throw a couple of touchdown passes. Ultimately, you know, Got them a little bit more excited down there. I think they've already said that Will Levis will be the starter um, in the game on Thursday. So that's obviously a vote of confidence for their young player. But I thought it was interesting, man. Just, you know, obviously we heard Kenny say that he's going to play.
1: Or at least he said, I think that's what he said. No, he's going to play. I'm that's that's exactly. what he said. right? I'm that's not sure exactly what he said. <laughs> yep. so yeah. yep. The team is it, but Kenny said it. So Correct. All right. <laughs> in fact, real quick, you want me to play it? Here you go.
0: Uh no, I'm
1: I'm playing for sure. Yeah, all right. There, there you go. Okay. Ah, no, so playing. uh yeah. All right. Um yeah. So this would be
3: a good one. This would be an interesting one right here, man, because obviously we know Will Levis is one of the young quarterbacks that was talked about a lot. You know, um big strong arm, really unique eating uh <laughs> habits. Yes. But as a whole, this is one of Kenny's contemporaries. One of the guys that they're going to be looking to to see. Kenny, are you better than this type of quarterback? Is this type of guy already better than you? Where are y'all at in terms of your progression? Obviously, he got to start off with a great scenario, throwing a couple of touchdown passes, clean, you know, no picks, stuff like that. But obviously, it's going to be some context, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But with that being the case, man, just the simple conversation. Will Levis coming off the performance he's coming off of? We know Kenny is coming in. Hopefully he's not leaking oil. You know how I feel about it. If you're going to play, I don't care about your injury. Yep. If you're on the feel you're good.
0: If you're at out the there,
3: same you're time, at, Right. At the same time, because we got a lot of skin invested in Kenny, I kind of want to give him some grace.
1: Like, bro, I know you're leaking oil. All right. It's a short week. I get it. You got to be tough. I know. You want to go out there and play. I get it. But, yeah. So, with
3: that being the case, man, how you feeling about just those two guys right now on Wednesday, man? Just how you feel about them?
0: It's a fun kind of side plot, isn't it? It is. Because, you know, it, it was a weird year when Kenny, you know, Kenny's draft year. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. All the years around Kenny, there's three, there's four, there's five first-round quarterbacks yeah. picked. Kenny's year, he was picked at 20. And then what, Ritter and Willis both didn't go till the 90s, I don't think? Yeah. Third round? Mid,
3: mid-thirds, mid yeah.
0: So, you know, when when you had... Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, Think about it, and uh, Josh Rose. You,
3: you even caught it. We didn't even have a second-round pick. Not all even a second-round quarterback. All coming in the mm-hmm. league
0: together. It was fun to do the comparison thing. Yeah. When you had Joe Burrow and Tua, and wasn't there somebody else in that class that I'm missing too?
3: Burrow, Tua. Was that the Herbert, Herbert. one? Yeah,
0: Herbert. Herbert yes. Hertz so. is not in that one. Was he not in that one? He, I got to check, bro. 20, low key, I about to say that was the 2020 NFL yeah. draft. Hold on, give me half a second here. That was also the Chase, the Chase Young uh-huh. draft because he was second overall. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you had two Tua taken fifth and yeah, Herbert Herber, sixth. Okay. Yeah, that was that class. So day. three in the top six. You I know bet what it's mean? another like, one
3: in there. If you keep rolling. I bet it's Jordan, uh, Jordan Love. Love 26th about this, I about to I it's another one.
0: overall. So mm-hmm. we haven't. Part of the fun of drafting a quarterback in the first round is you get to do that. Oh, man, I told you Lamar Jackson was going to be better than Baker Mayfield. Yep. I told you Josh Allen was going to be better than Sam Darnold. We haven't really gotten to do that with Kenny. And this is different pew, but at least it's kind of the same church. It's yeah. a guy who was drafted the year after Kenny. It's a guy who's young in his career. He was a second-round pick. Not a first-round pick, but a second-round pick. There's more expectations with that, certainly. So, yeah, I enjoy that subplot, particularly when you consider Kenny's coming off an injury in a short week in the mm-hmm. unknown with that. And Will Levis, hey, great, great start for you, young man. But as you and I both say, you never crown somebody off of one year. You never crown somebody off of one game, certainly. Uh, What can you do, Will, on a short week against a team and a head coach that has traditionally had a ton of success against rookie quarterbacks? Now, went a little different down in Houston against C.J. Stroud, right? But when you look at the body of work, man, Mike Tomlin and his tenure, and you're like, Don't quote me on this, but it's like 14-5 and against rookie quarterbacks, something Mm -hmm. like that. So it's a fun, I I think it is, it's a very fun subplot heading into this one.
3: No, it definitely is, man. Because like I said, man, Will definitely did some positive stuff in that game. And at the same time, he did some stuff where it was like, yeah, that's a rookie getting bailed out. He still made the play. But when we talk about the context of the plays, that is what matters. No different when we talk context with Kenny. It's like certain things, did they work? Yes. Are they sustainable? Probably not. And we know we do the whole back and forth. If you're a pro-Kenny guy, then everything is sustainable. The church of Kenny? If you're anti-Kenny, then none of it's sustainable. And for the rest of us, you kind of fall in between. Where it's like, yeah, I think that's sustainable. I don't think that's sustainable. Certain things that Will Levis did puts you in that same conversation. It's like, I don't think that what we saw versus Atlanta is – what I think will be consistent from him. Sure, sure. I do think he did some really exciting things. Though. I do think he has some strong qualities. No different when we're talking Kenny, right? When we talk Kenny, we're like, man, we love his mocks. We love his ability to never feel like a moment is too big. We know fourth quarter is when he typically heats up and plays with a lot more confidence, will take more chance with the ball. Very quick release. We know that, man, his back shoulder game in terms of throwing at the GP, A1. I look at Will Levis, I'm like, bro, big arm, strong. I love the touch on the deep ball. Love some of the he anticipation, can, can you know? Absolutely. So it's like he definitely does some good things. I think even in terms of him uh, maneuvering through the pocket, I think he does that type of stuff well. But at the same time, it's like, bro, there's a rookie. And he puts some rookie stuff on tape. Now, the pro and con to the rookie situation is for Will. Pro is, hey, Matt, it ain't a lot of bad film out there on you. We don't, everybody doesn't necessarily know this will or won't work. The full work. picture right. of you hasn't been painted. Right, yet. we have just basically watching this one game, and obviously your collegiate tape. We have some ideas of how to negatively affect you. Without a doubt, we do. But we obviously still got to see it come to fruition. Not
0: like we do Lamar Jackson, right? Right, you because know? like we've already seen <laughs> yeah. Lamar. It's right. like yo, we've yeah, we've already experienced that. Yeah. All
3: right. We we just personally have never been in the stadium with you, mm-hmm. but based on some of the stuff we saw on tape, it's like nah, we should definitely you know be able to take advantage of certain things but at the flip side it's like i'm sure they're looking at Kenny seeing similar things and with him potentially being compromised mm-hmm. that's the part that makes it a little bit unique now the benefit with Kenny also is there's no structural damage at least that's what the reports are saying so hopefully it's just a a little ma- uh, you know a, like- a little magic a little magic medicine back there that's uh, what we call it. you know a little magic I medicine see what you're saying. They, they they just, you know Take him to the back, rubbing a little bit, and then he's like, "Oh, it magically feels better for like the next ten hours." I don't know what that was.
0: Magic medicine. It's crazy that how that, magic man. medicine's come a long way. Over Listen,
3: the years, man, hasn't? that magic medicine to have you out there a week after dislocating your elbow. You like, bro, how I just hit him like that? I, mean, Wolf, I can't even feel my fingers Wolf right now. Told
0: me the magic medicine back in his day were hot dogs and beer. Alright, so, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, we've come a long way. Hey, here.
3: absolutely, man.
0: But it is, I mean, it's, listen, this is a big one for both teams, too, for the Titans to feel like, okay, you know, you win this game, too, and you're 2-0 and with Levis, and you feel like, hey, we got a lot of season in and front of us. And you're back at five you You're back at five hundred. we got a lot of season in front of us, we got a young, <laughs> exciting quarterback, let's ride.
3: And then for us, what's the combo?
0: For us, it's, I tell you what, it's, hey, okay, last week was frustrating, mm-hmm. but if you win here... You're five and three. Mm -hmm. You're in good position now with ten days, a little bit of extra rest, and maybe Mm -hmm. you're getting some reinforcements in that regard too. Um, Whichever team wins this game is going to feel pretty darn good. I think about the rest of their season going forward. Whichever team loses this game is going to think, "Man, we
3: we in the danger zone. We're in
0: the the danger zone (laughs) a little bit. We're in the danger zone, bro." So it's. I mean, there's there is a lot on the line tomorrow night. There there certainly is, and with the kicker of it being a Thursday night game too. You know, you got to approach those a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You just do. They're, they're uglier. They're tougher. They're scrappier. The they're beautiful usually... part
3: is, we're at the house. We're at the crib. That's the
0: that's the one Titans, saving grace Titans. Are the probably house. getting on a plane here in the next hour or two. Yeah. Um, where where we're, we're at the we're at the crib. So, and you know what? That's the nice thing about you get two Thursday games this year, which stinks, but at least you get them both at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot riding on tomorrow night, Motzi. It's it's a big one for both teams for for a lot of different reasons. <sighs> I'm excited. I you am better be. I'm charged you up. You better be. You know, I t- I t- the talk to me then I told you I got all the family coming in from Tennessee. Right, right, right. They're all Steelers fans. I love that. Well, my my. it's so it's my aunt, my uncle, and my uh-huh. t- and my two cousins. My two cousins are both married. One of their husbands is a big Titans fan,
3: mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. So he's sleeping out back
0: then. So he's sleeping out back tonight. Okay. And he been, already this morning, he been texting me talking all that Will Levis junk. Oh, he's talking crazy. He's saying, he's saying, I'm I'm putting Miracle Whip uh, in your coffee when I get there. Hey, yo,
3: you know how gross that is, though.
0: I'm going to make you Friday after the Titans t- 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 win. I'm t- going to make t- you t- eat t- a banana you, with the peel still that, on it.
3: How do you feel about that, bro? Right. I believe. <sighs> do you think he really be on that, or you think he just said that?
0: I think it was one of those things that he probably did a few times, and ha ha ha, it's funny, and I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And then it became a story, and he kind of leaned into it. Uh, fair enough. And I will say this, with two things. You've tried it? I have not. Oh, I I was like, whoa, all right. I have not. um, Two things in life that I really don't like to judge people's opinions on, Mm -hmm. and that's the food that they consume and the music they listen to. Respect. We're. We're not arguing Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Who's better? Look at the... Mm -hmm. The food that you like is the food that you like. No, respect. The music you want to listen to is the music you want to listen to. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Mayo in the coffee, though. I don't know, man. I might have to get a little judgy on that one.
3: (laughs) What we just saying those are different, like, customs. Like, that's not a normal custom in our culture.
0: It's not like being like, do you like ketchup on your own? You know what I mean? Like,
3: Like, that'd be like if you went to a restaurant and a person was in there with no shoes on, eating with their hands... Scooping it up off the table, you you're like, down bro, to Hyde
0: Park. You know what I mean? Like and they're eating the 16 you, ounce steak. You're gonna look with at that fingers. like,
3: yo, this is crazy. Now, granted, in other cultures, they do that, and that is the norm. Sure, sure. They might look at you using a, a utensil as crazy,
0: mm, using a
1: fork for it, right. psycho. But in
3: our country right now, that mayo thing is not the norm. No, it okay? is. Okay, that is actually very weird. Yeah. So. Of course. The, the the reactions are gonna be accord. Okay? Yeah. They're gonna
1: be accordingly. That's a little bizarre. Yeah. It's a yeah. little bizarre for me.
3: Without a doubt. But with that being the case, man, I'm gonna go have me some regular uh beverages right now. So <laughs> we're gonna go to break. When we get back though, we are gonna be joined by the Brian Batco Let's man to on. get his thoughts, comments, concerns. <sighs> Surrounding this here, Titans matchup, man, and everything on the table. And like I said, but we're going to get your score predictions. We're going to get all your thoughts as well. So keep them things coming in on the Twitter.com. You don't want to miss this. This is Arthur Motes, is Wesley Ula, And this is the Steelers butts on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio.
2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
3: Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the second segment, man. First hour of today's show, Steelers Blitz. simulcasting Casting on Steels Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. And we are joined by our one and only, you know, good friend of the show, the one and only Mr. Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Come here to hopefully bring positivity. There's some good news. Mr. Backo, how we doing today? Have you recovered from your Halloween festivities last night?
2: Yeah, I think so because, you know, we have two kids. And, like, when the older one wanted to go hit some more neighborhoods, had my wife do that. And I put our daughter to bed because it would be a little too cold and late for her. So uh, I kind of got, like, the easier... The easier draw, and I got first dibs on the candy smart that got left man. behind, so I'm feeling great. That's a vet move right there. I like that. Hey, but I'll, take, exactly. I'll take this one to the house. I'll,
3: I'll take this one back. You you real, go ahead, keep going. Real smart. <laughs> I like sacrifices had to be made. Respect. Yeah.
1: Respect.
3: <laughs> but um, with that being the case, man, I do like the fact that you're using your veteran presence right there. And we got to know what your veteran keen presence, as it pertains to this here injury situation, what are we looking at tomorrow night? Who's available and who's not?
2: Oh man, it's it's harder to say on short week, but because you know, take you behind the you didn't see that real intense I mean, normally,
3: practice. What?
2: Yeah, so that's the problem. The only <laughs> practice we got to see this week <laughs> was yesterday, which is a walkthrough. So, like, you know, normally, as you guys know, I'm I'm coming in here hot, even if I can't tell you exactly what I'm seeing because of NFL. Practice or Steelers practice policies. <laughs> I can give you a pretty good indication of how I'm feeling, uh, but I can't even do that this week because, like, look, yesterday was a walkthrough. I don't know how much emphasis that the Steelers would even put on personnel and reps in that situation. You might know better than me, Mo. But today, but but what type? Which,
1: it wasn't a regular walkthrough, though.
2: Well, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a walkthrough <laughs> we get to see in the media, but it it ended very short, so it wasn't. uh It was far from a typical practice, Um, and it's just hard because short week, it's like, hey, Tuesday is really Thursday, and then Wednesday is really Friday, and then Thursday is really Sunday. So I didn't realize when Tomlin said Monday that they typically have what he called a functional practice on Wednesdays if it's a quick turnaround. So that to me says, hey, it's not going to be – just walking through hotel ballroom type stuff. It's going to be what you would normally see on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. But, again, us reporters aren't there to see it the day before the game. So, long story short, the big one is Kenny Pickett and, of course, Cam Hayward. If we can take Kenny at his word, he's for sure playing. Cam, I think, is a little bit more up in the air, but we should have some clarity on that uh, fairly soon, I would think, if you can get in another full practice and they want to bring him off of IR.
0: So if it was your call, Mr. Backo, Uh-oh. are you are you going the aggressive side of, yes, it's a short week, but we're at home. This is a big game. We don't want to drop back down to 500. We don't want to lose two back-to-back AFC games in a row. I'm playing Kenny. I'm playing Cam. Or do you still think at this stage in the season uh, you would err on the side of caution?
2: Um, neither. I would. I would just have to have a real conversation with both those guys and say, look, level with me here. And the medical experts, of course. We always say that. We're not doctors, neither are the <laughs> players. So as long as you know, the trainers and the team docs say, hey, Kenny's cleared to play. This isn't a you know, this is a situation he can manage. It's more about pain tolerance than re-injury. Then yeah, if if my discussions with Kenny have me comfortable as Mike Tomlin, I, I'm certainly putting him out there as my starting QB. I mean, we've had these discussions in the past of hey, should you just let Kenny sit a week? I mean, we just did it coming out of week four against the Texans. And, I mean, imagine if they'd have done that. Maybe we never have pickets to Pickens with the game on the line to beat the Ravens the following game. So, you know, he's your starter for a reason. you got to trust in the guy. He has been a gamer. I know some people are wondering, is he injury prone? Is he pulling himself out of these games that aren't going well? Then he's able to come back the next week. I tend to think he's actually – a pretty tough dude. It is kind of crazy. If that's what they're
1: saying, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> you haven't seen, you haven't seen that, Moti? No. Maybe I'm just in the comment
2: section too much.
1: But he say, yeah, like, he pull, if the game looked bleak, he' going to pull himself out of this way. He'll be back next week. That's nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just people out there, you know, the oh, nameless wow. great bases skeptical of like, Hey, he got a knee injury. It looked really bad in Houston. And then he's right back out there Yo. on the practice field. <laughs> Same thing with the ribs that he couldn't go at halftime. But as somebody who's known Kenny for a long time <laughs> now, I'm covered. like I didn't cover his 2020 season at Pitt, but mm-hmm. people need to realize like he had that tightrope ankle surgery that Tua had that uh, Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia, yeah, yeah. just had to get. And he came back like three weeks later or something crazy. So, um, so he is not a soft dude by any means. But in this case, sometimes – Mike Tomlin has said this before, uh, famously on the uh, the podcast with Ryan Clark and them, uh, you know, sometimes you have to protect guys from themselves. So, if Kenny's ready to go, um, I'm certainly putting him out there. I'm not even considering the whole let's let him rest a week and see if Mitch can pull us out. No, uh, he's he's QB1. in Cam, you'd think at age 34 – you know, that's a tough one because he always wants to be out there. I mean, he even tried to go out and play. I to say, this can't we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he tried to play through that injury week one. He's hobbling back out there for one more snap against the Niners. And then finally, it was like, no, nah, I just can't. I can't do it. So I'd, I'd be way more cautious, I think, with him knowing how taxing that position can be and how much the Titans are probably going to try to run it right at you. It's not going to be a, a game for the faint of heart for the D lineman to begin with
3: oh no you're absolutely right about that now sticking with that quarterback situation because we obviously know that Kenny is compromised in some way shape or form if the decision were, you know he wasn't going to play or if he does start but is unable to finish who are you going with
2: are you a Mitch or are you a Mason no I'm going with Mitch Trubisky I'm I'm honestly kind of confused by the calls that always come up for Mason Rudolph. I guess that's easy after a two interception showing by number 10, but you know, I don't put that completely on him as a failure cuz he's they're down in the game when he comes in, like he's trying to push the ball down the field. I know some people are like, "Oh, the number one role of being the backup quarterback is just like don't kill your team." But like this isn't a typical situation where that applies, I think. This is an offense that is stuck in the mud for the first three quarters the majority of the time no and
3: mr Bacco, you you know all of the shortcomings that take place when kenny is out there is different <laughs> than when mitch takes over you know those same things that we talk about for kenny they don't apply for mitch at least i i do know that's the temperature i've seen that
2: and i'll say this much too like with mason rudolph i don't understand why there still seems to be a section of steelers and look everybody's entitled to their own opinion don't get me wrong like if you've always been a Mason believer, then, you know, whatever, more power to you. I, what can I say? But this section of people who think the Steelers aren't seeing that he gives them a better chance to win or something. Like, folks, if I am talking directly to you, just think about this for a moment. 31 other teams have told you they don't think he really gives you a great chance to win because it's last year at the trade deadline, nobody really came calling as far as we know. Because I think if somebody would have, they would have made that move. Mm-hmm. This offseason, nobody comes calling. He circles back on a on a one year deal to be the third stringer. And now again, we have another data point here yesterday at the trade deadline. like not that I expected anything to shake, but there are some QB injuries around the league. And once again, I mean, we know, saw there, Dobbs get moved. a lot of interest. Josh Dobbs gets saw Dobbs get moved left yeah and right for for mid to late round picks, and that has not happened with Mason Rudolph. so. I get it. You know, the the guy had what, 10 games as a starter. And some people think he's, he's, hasn't been given a, uh, a good deal, but uh, you know, these, these decisions made by coaches, GMs and whatnot, they don't just take into account what we all see as uh as observers on the outside. They watch practices. They're taking it, you know, guys are first round picks and third round picks for reasons too. There's natural physical skills and makeup that you either have or you don't have. So no, I, I wouldn't consider Rudolph in the hypothetical that Kenny Pickett ends up getting surprisingly rolled out today or something like that.
0: Yeah, I listen. I mean, you're a lot like me, Mister Becco. We were both born and not you were born in '91 as well, right?
2: Yes, I was. Uh, we there both, it is. There it we is. were both
0: born in 1991 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you know, I left for a couple of years for college and then for work. I do believe you've been here your your whole uh, your whole existence. The one thing you and I know is that the backup quarterback is always a popular guy in Pittsburgh, unless we're talking Mitch Trubisky. It's the third stringer this time, and the offensive coordinator is always an unpopular guy in Pittsburgh, and so it has been, and so it shall be until the end of time. I want to ask you about the other quarterback, though. Will Levis had himself a pretty impressive debut last week, but... Yeah. I don't I just I don't see them you know it's it's one thing to do it against the Falcons it's another to do it against the Steelers in Pittsburgh on a Thursday night we all know the numbers uh, Mike Tomlin's record in prime time particularly at home Mike Tomlin's record against rookie quarterbacks do you expect the Titans to ask him to do a lot less than he did last week or do you think that they might want to see what they have here from from the rookie on a short week and how he responds?
2: CJ Stroud just threw another touchdown pass. Oh no! Yes, you know he is. The, he was the first uh, rookie QB to beat the Steelers since 2015. And yeah, I mean Levis coming in here, I, I certainly don't think he's Stroud level player. But uh, I was impressed by what I saw last week. I mean, he for all of his you know his faults and reasons that he slipped to the second round. I mean, he can certainly fling it deep. I mean, that's that's a club that he has in his bag, no doubt about it. So I think if you're the Steelers you know, you got to try to keep a lid on it and Hey, make him beat you underneath, make him beat you with those shorter to intermediate throws, the touch throws that a lot of the gurus uh, criticized him for coming out of Kentucky, make him dink and dunk you, you know, make him, uh, you know, get the ball out quick, those fast decisions. That, that to me is the game plan here against Levis. And, you know, one of our favorite listeners just tweeted at us too, that Deandre Hopkins is, is worrisome. And I, I agree. I did not think I'd really be saying that uh, this time a week ago, but he looked like he hopped in the time machine for that Falcons game last week. I mean, he's he's hitting a go ball down the left sideline on A.J. Terrell. He's taken a a slant with some yak for a touchdown, a little stutter go on the safety, just left him frozen. So maybe Levis has kind of unlocked something in D-hop, and I'll be very curious to see, you know, it's more so a matter of, how the Titans react and how the Steelers do in this situation. Because we know – well, I think we know Joey Porter Jr. is going to be on the left side now and Patrick Peterson will either be on the right outside corner spot or maybe they'll use James Pierre there a bit and bump Peterson inside. But do the Titans attack the rookie one-on-one with the savvy old vet and risk him getting clamped like Odell Beckham did at times? Or do they uh, put him on the other side and say, hey, we don't think Patrick Peterson – going to be able to press this guy at the line uh we're we're looking good here for a few more touchdowns to big number 10 i'm I'm very fascinated by that matchup
3: man i'm actually glad you brought up jpj because i did want to ask you um him coming off of his first start how has he been responding this week we obviously know it's a little bit of a unique week but we know this is another big opportunity like you talk about deandre hopkins coming into town and stuff like that but from what you've seen how has he been handling everything thus far
2: I think he's ready for this. I think he's been ready for this. I, you know, I think we've all sort of been a little confused why the Steelers didn't go to him as a starter sooner in the season because it's it's been fairly evident uh, since week two when he started making big plays against the Browns and that's what I love about this uh, particular you know matchup if, if he is across from Hopkins a lot. I mean he. He, he battled Amari Cooper at times week uh, two, I believe. He he certainly had a long conversation at one point on the field with Devontae Adams against the Raiders. Uh, and I asked him, I was like, "Was that a like picking each other's brains like guys sometimes?" He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we were talking trash." So, uh, you know, he he is playing against guys that he grew up admiring. Odell Beckham was the big one, where we know that we, everybody caught the clip saying he he strapped his uh, octogenarian behind out there uh, against the Ravens. So it's. It's great that Joey has been up for this challenge, both physically and mentally, I think, because you never know how a guy is going to respond to that pressure and those expectations, stepping into it. Does he he run to it or run away from it, as Mike Tomlin might say? And, uh, you know, Jupiter Jr. is is really embracing that. Uh, Hopkins maybe has the best career out of any of those uh, four guys that we just mentioned. So uh, I'll be curious to see how that plays out and whether – Joey gets to uh, to put the clamps on another old guy in the NFL and then talk about it.
1: Let's go. He just called let's... him old? I mean, hey, man, come I on. Nothing... Well,
0: to be fair, he said old guy in the NFL in the context of yes, – Yeah, of if Relatively, you're in the NFL, you're
2: speaking, old. Although I, yeah. I did see a uh, next-gen stat that all three of those touchdowns for DeAndre Hopkins last week came when the mm-hmm. defense was an off coverage yeah. on him. He really didn't oh. do any damage against press coverage. So if you're, if you're Titans offensive coordinator Tim Kelly – you gotta probably be thinking, let's let's see how we can get Nuke uh, with some more off coverage rather than neutralize him at the line of scrimmage with Joey.
3: Now, without a doubt, without a doubt. All right, Mr. Batco. Now it's time for the most fun part of dun, dun, dun. The, the conversation. Shit.
1: Let's see, are the odds in our favor with Mr. Brian Batco this week? Is boy, boy, boy. You have been hurting us at times. You've been hurting us, baby. <laughs> All right, so. Tell me something good. It is officially November, so hopefully we are thankful for whatever you're going to tell us today. All right? Here we go. Here we go.
2: Bone thugs, wake up. It's the first of the month. <laughs> Let's go. Picked against the Steelers three straight weeks. I finally got one right Sunday with the Jags pulling it out. But I'll tell you guys, the, the problem or the uh, mistake that I made with that prediction was I had the Steelers losing a close one. And we know that just doesn't happen, right? You right you're right. You're right. You're right was 10 points so if you're gonna pick the Steelers to lose you might as well have them losing by two possessions or more so <laughs> I you know I screwed that one up um that's on me I think there's gonna be another close game so what does that entail Steelers 21 Titans 19 they do just enough to pull it out on a short week it, is, it, it is back to the winning streak against the rookie QBs
1: ah uh, like it it's
0: the thuggish ruggish back go.
1: <laughs> I like Crazy the background. energy, baby. I like the energy. Well, with that being the case, Mr. Batco, we definitely appreciate you.
3: Tapping in with us, man. You know, we'll do this again uh, about a
2: week from now. Yeah, always fun, guys. We'll talk to you next, yeah, probably next Thursday. There it is. Thanks, there it cousin. is.
3: The one and only, yep. the one and only Brian Backo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He does not do cap, and He has not changed his number since the 7th grade. Shout out. Shout out. Always bringing it. I like it, man. I like it, hey. and it was a prediction in our favor. Good
0: vibes. So far, so good. You know what? He's well, looking to stack some some correct predictions together. It sounds
3: like he's locked in. It's November football. He's getting locked in. I like you that, man. Start
0: hitting your stride. You're Sam. right.
3: So with that being the case, we're gonna hit our stride. We're gonna hit this last little break, and then after that, man, we will uh, come back and uh, finish talking about these here Tennessee Titans. But you already know. Don't touch that down. It's Arthur Most. It's Wesley you and this is the Steelers Blitz on. ESPN 970 AM and Still's Nation Radio.
2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
3: Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the final segment of that first hour of today's show of the Steelers Blitz, broadcasting on Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And, um, you know, just having a good conversation earlier in this uh, early portion of the hour about the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, we had a chance to talk to Brian Batco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, get some inside information on the Steelers and their availability and what we should be expecting
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, come tomorrow night. So definitely was enjoying that conversation. And then we've also had, you know, or been having a lot of your participation in terms of the power grid, the megawatts, on the Twitter.com. Um, Whether it's your thoughts on the game I've been seeing score predictions as well and just some other commentaries around the team. So I do want to take some time in this first hour to get a couple of those tweets off, man. Yes. And then after that, obviously, we know we'll deep dive into that a lot more in this year's second hour.
0: Yeah, we'll save the predictions for the right. end of the show. These mm-hmm. are just the questions, the Correct. comments, the concerns, and some of the reactions. Todd tweets us and says, uh, what, are the, what do we think the chances are that Cam plays tomorrow night?
3: Uh, me personally, I don't think he plays. I don't think it's smart for him you don't to play. Think it's
0: even like 50 50. Nah.
3: I mean, if if I'm the team, if I'm medical, I'm telling them no. It's a groin, yeah, surgery. It's a short week, bro. If you want to come back, we'll reset, come back next week.
0: Just, I mean, after think about including the what game pra- tomorrow. What you practices got-
3: you do? You did no practice today. There were like, I'll just tell you firsthand, practice is doing a Thursday it's
0: night. Walk through.
3: You have a hat on. You might instead of having sneakers on, you'll put turf shoes on. Honestly, though, if you're sweating out there, you're working too hard. Because it's a short week. So for contextual purposes, what work have you really put in this week that would let you know, yay or nay, you're ready to not just dress, but we're going to take a helmet off of somebody else, anticipating that you're going to be available for four quarters. We do not know that you're truly going to be available for four quarters because of the practice setting this week.
0: And then we could be shorthanded for 50 minutes of the game.
3: On a Thursday night. Yeah. That's the part where I'm just like. That's
0: risky business. It's
3: like, yo, I get it. You might be fired up, but you want to take that chance. But that's one of them real-life conversations that team has to have because you go out there in that first quarter, and you're like, oh, it ain't what I thought it was. Now we screw. We down the extra dude here. we yeah. were
0: already banged right. up because it's a Thursday. Right, That's a great point.
3: So that's the only, like I said, specifically with Cam, that makes me, like I said, hesitant about him.
0: Motsu, you've played 7 games so far this year have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was about to say I haven't played any game, bro. I was
3: about to say wait a minute now. I ain't played no 7 game.
0: You as in the global you oh. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What you mean you?
3: Man, I was like don't do that. To me. The
0: Steelers have played 7 games so far this season. They still have 10 to go. Mm-hmm. So if you don't play tomorrow, Cam, you still got 9 more games. Yeah. That's more than half the season. 8 games in the books, 9 more to go. I'm with you too. I am completely erring on the side of caution. You need Cam Hayward for those nine games more than you need him tomorrow night. And you ready for this little quirk, too? Let me hear it. As you know, for Steelers home games, they alternate between who gets introduced, the defense or the offense. Yes. Uh, This past Sunday against Jacksonville was the defense who got introduced. Mm -hmm. That means tomorrow night it's going to be the offense who gets introduced. Uh Uh-oh. Save Cam's return for Green Bay the following week. Okay, okay. Defense gets introduced. Your final two guys coming out of the tunnel. Number nine, from Wisconsin, number 90, T.J. Watt. Mm The place goes crazy. This
3: is true. Big pop.
0: And then the extra smoke rolls in. Our guy Larry on the microphone. Shout out to Larry. Let's it breathe for just an extra two, three seconds. Mm -hmm. And from Ohio State. There it is. Defensive lineman number 97, Cam Hayward. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. runs out and the place just goes bananas. There it is. That's how I think it's going to happen. That's how I think it's going to transpire.
3: I think that would be actually awesome.
0: Rod Dollar tweets us and says, "Happy no shave November fellas." Listen, Rod, didn't we have this conversation last week? Yeah. I don't do sober uh, yeah. October. Yeah, I don't man. do no shave November. I don't do dry January. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just be living.
3: One day at a time. I'm a a liver of life. Okay, I'm not going to just handcuff myself for no reason.
0: All right, now listen, Rod. Rod
3: wants to know. Rod wants to know shave. Rod's in the trust tree. you should no shave with Rod. Y'all should. Y'all should lean in. It's
0: where I was going to go with this. Rod's in the trust tree, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been. This is like our sixth year of doing shows. He's been tweeting us for five or six years. Remember, I told you, Mm -hmm. I went close to a month without shaving at the height of the pandemic. Right. You know, March of 2020, when no one was doing nothing, when we're all on lockdown, all that stuff. I went like almost four weeks. I went like three and a half weeks without shaving. I got the pictures to prove it. It ain't pretty. Should I should I DM one of those to Rod? You, you, you might need to. You He's might, in the trust just, tree. He's in just, the, trust the, context. the circle of trust. But I mean, I don't know. I'm really putting uh, myself out there. For, for contextual purposes. I'm really being vulnerable. Yeah uh jp tweets us and says what's up cousins not enough has been talked about this middle linebacker position group they have done a complete 180 turnaround having Quan and cole and a landon you can't get a better outcome than what has happened to turn that over in just one off season
3: no without a doubt i mean i think that they hit on all three of those players that we're speaking of Quan, cole and a landon but i also think it's the style of players that we went after as well um We took a different approach than what we've done in the previous two seasons. Previous two seasons, we put all our eggs in one basket. Miles Jack, which was great until he got hurt, and then Joe Schobert, which was also dope at a time, but we knew the context of when we brought him in was a little bit different of a scenario, right? Preseason was already in full swing, and we're asking him to not just come here, but to come here and be the main guy. So it was just a lot. Whereas I think this year, we said, instead of putting all of our eggs in one basket, let's diversify the portfolio, Instead of having one, let's get three. Cole Holcomb was a really good player coming from Washington, but he wasn't viewed as all-world. He wasn't viewed as a perfect product. It was like, yo, he's an upgrade over Spillane. But, yeah, he still has some limitations. So then we looked at Alandon Roberts. We said Alandon Roberts, ultra-physical, downhill, thumper, Those linebacker. complement each other well. Complement each other very well. He's had starting experience. he said championship experience coming from New England and then being a part of Miami with Brian Flores. So you bring him here. Now you got your thumper, you got your almost. I like to call him like a Swiss Army knife because mm-hmm. he kind of does a little bit of everything yep. in terms of Cole Holcomb. Yep. But they complement each other well. But we still would feel light if that was our only options at linebacker
0: with real experience, right? No, period. If those were our options, yeah. I mean, feel you got limited. Mark Robinson who played 26 snaps last year. We're,
3: so legitimate. We're talking about the people that we're gonna be playing. Correct.
0: Tanner Muse and Nick Kudakowski, who are both at, at different stages Listen, of their career. for us
3: to come here and do radio, we bring up Nick, we bring up Tanner, we bring up Mark. If we're being real about it, they're not in the conversation. Correct. So the people that was going to be out there on that field was Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts. Correct. If those are your starting linebackers with no other option, you you're were in thin. trouble. You're fin. Because it's a slow defense. If you're slow at your linebacker spot, you slow across the board. So they went and they waited. Think about it. We initially reached out to Quan Alexander back in June. Wasn't really agreeing upon the number, so we waited. Opportunity opened back up. We brought him in here, and now we had that third element, the athlete, the guy that we feel can match some of these unicorn tight ends, can match some of these explosive running backs, space player. And also it benefits because we're not asking Quan to be the 100% play type of guy where his body
0: gets
3: beat up up because that's been the knock on Quan. It's never been about ability. It's been about availability because – he plays so physical and violent that he can't sustain it because he has a smaller frame. So now you're able to utilize all three of these dudes together and highlight them and we see weekend and week out they make plays. The big knock on our inside linebackers past couple of seasons is no splash plays, no turnovers. Remember we fumbles, talked about those numbers from last year, right? TFLs. No
0: sacks. I think only a couple TFLs, yeah, no, no picks, fumbles, no nothing, no right. No interceptions.
3: Whereas this year it's like, man, look at the numbers. Heck, we fill it on a week-to-week basis.
0: Quan Alexander just forced a fumble on something. Even Sunday. when they
3: don't cause a turnover, it's like we're getting TFLs. We're getting big hits. We're getting excitement from the position. And, yeah, I think that's just a, a another, you know, feather in the cap of Omar Khan in terms of his evaluation of who to bring in and who not to bring in and just the compensation associated with it. We're not going to act like it's been perfect. I know that is at times what we want to do. And then we come back off, of like, oh, man, that actually wasn't the best move. Like, why did we do that? But this specifically, those three inside linebackers, I think that they hit on all three of those guys, and they are really making each other play better. And I think that's a great situation. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man.
0: I like it, mozi. Uh, all the other tweets so far, score predictions. Even like I said, better. We'll save those for hour number
3: two. Even better because we're about to take our final break of the top hour and then we'll get that nice reset Error. for the next hour. So, with that being the case, don't touch that. Dallas, Arthur Moses, Wesley, U. this is the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM.